Hey guys, this is Bruce, and we're going to be going through a STIG, a security a technical implementation guide from the Department of Defense. This is used throughout the government, throughout the federal U.S. government, and um, it's a very useful tool. But what I want to focus on is not only the use of the STIG, but also how the controls actually map to NIST 800 controls. So, And that's kind of a confusing thing. If you want like a, a pretty good breakdown of it there's a site called stig viewer i don't know who does this one but i use this resource all the time and uh, here it is right here it's got dod 8500 controls specifically dod related nist controls really the same thing as nist 853 controls all the individual controls and then they have a breakdown of each one of the technologies which they pull from the department of uh defense so let me kind of give you an, an idea of what we're talking about here. Let's let's just take one of these technologies. Um, the STIG, what it does is it breaks out each one of the individual um, vulnerabilities and it names them um, and it gives them a, a unique name. So let me give you an example here. Like here's one here. This is on, I just pulled up Active Directory 2008, which is a technology from Microsoft, right? Uh, so Active Directory, this STIG, it identifies each one of the findings or vulnerabilities, possible weaknesses on this system. Starting off with this one, it has a, an ID, finding ID V26683. And sometimes what they'll do is map these individual finding IDs to uh, individual security control. And let me just kind of give you an example here. So here's the finding right here, the one we were just talking about. And um, here's the version that they're referring to because these things change so rapidly that you're going to have a lot of these finding IDs and they have different versions. So it goes into the details, the actual details of what's going on. This checks, uh, verif this check verifies the proper use of PKI cer certificates. For example, for that particular weakness, and then what they'll normally do, what they'll sometimes do is, is connect these to a 800-53 uh, 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 control. And it, let me see if I can find, okay, we just lost it. Let me go back, back. All right. So if all else fails, if you can't map this weakness to an individual control, one of the go-to controls that you can map it to is SI-2, which I believe is off the top of my head, is a flaw remediation. Let me let me make sure I'm not lying to you on that one. But let's look at flaw remediation. Let me show you what I mean here. Flaw remediation, uh, it, it's it means that we we have a finding that we need to fix, and that's the that's the control. Like we have to fix this particular control. SI. So what I did was I'm on the NIST 800 page here, the NIST.gov page is where I'm going here. And if you go here, SI controls, there's SI2, flaw remediation. And, and this is talking about specifically vulnerabilities. Identify, report, and correct system flaws. So that's the control that your go-to is going to be SI2 a lot of times. They, they can map it to cm whatever or sc whatever but your go-to is a lot of times nine nine times out of ten if it's a especially if it's a patch 
type issue. It's going to be flaw remediation, but also it's configuration. All right, let's get into the STIG viewer. I'm going to keep this one short. This is going to be a couple of parts that we're going to break this into. I just wanted to let you know that this STIG viewer from uh, UCF uh, uses UC. I think it's, does this, is it the company or is it UC? I don't know. But this this is a very good site for breaking down each one of the stigs in um, on on um, in HTML on a website, which I think is very useful. Now, if you want to download the actual Stig Viewer, there's a tool called Stig Viewer that will it will go through it will identify every single operating system control on whatever operating system you're on. So here's the Stig Viewer right here. It's on um, if you go to public dot cyber.mil and then type in stigs or you can just go to stig viewer you'll find it in one of the top in one of the top results and um, you'll download it here they've got a linux version of it you've got a uh, microsoft versions of it you've got uh win 64 versions of it whatever choose the one that you need so go ahead i've already already downloaded this so i'm going to go ahead and grab this once you grab it you just Open it up and let me see here. Um, uh, all right, let me let me go back and try to get a better version of it. We're gonna go to Win Viewer. The one that I grabbed did not work, so I'm gonna I'm gonna grab both of these actually. See which one I can get. Stick viewer. There we go. There's there's stick viewer right there. I'm going to extract all. It's going to unzip it. And I'm zipping it now. And um, so what I did before that I did incorrectly was I, I downloaded the wrong version of it. So you gotta make sure you download the right version for your computer. Run, don't run. Okay, it's just my local cyber security stuff going off here. Defender prevented the unrecognized platform. Run this platform. Risk. Okay. All right. More information. Run anyway. Okay. Um. So here it is, right here. Let me put it on the screen here. This is what it looks like. This is the Stig viewer. Um. It comes with Windows 10. Windows 10 is loaded in there, but I want to show you how you can load other stuff in there. Oh, you can't see my screen. Okay, hold on. Let me let me switch that so you can see my screen. Give me a second here. Bear with me. I am I am going to stop sharing for a second and then I'm going to share my screen. I'll walk you guys through. For those who are listening to me, I'll I'll kind of just explain what it is I'm, we're seeing here on the screen. Um, okay, there we go. There we go. Okay. I hope you guys can see this. All right, that's the Stig Viewer right there. And I, I apologize, I can't make it any bigger than this. But uh, this is version 2.17. They update this every now and then. There's some uh, some of the versions are huge leaps forward, so they're going to be completely different than what you're seeing here. But let me just kind of give you um, an overview of what you really need as a cybersecurity person. Um, number one, you load new files in here. 
So what you're seeing right now is Windows 10, but you've got Linux, you've got Mac OS, you've got applications like Office, you've got Adobe, you've got any kind of major applications that people use, even some minor applications that everyone uses, all the ones that are pretty much used across the board, especially in the federal government. They'll have a STIG that breaks down all the individual finding IDs for that system. And then some of those finding IDs will map to, well, really all of them will map to uh, the risk management framework NIST 853 controls. Okay, so let's let's look at this one. Let's just use this as an example, as, but we'll bring in another file like in a second here, but I just wanted to kind of give you a bird's eye view of what's, what you're seeing here on the screen. So over here to your left here, this is where you load the new files. And then you you have a bunch of different versions like of Windows, for example, you could have, or you could have Linux or whatever, and you would load them in, in here. And then over here in this, uh, in this area here, you have all the vulnerability IDs. See the V63319, uh, V63321, and on and on and on. There's a whole bunch of these. All of them are loaded here, and we haven't started uh, filtering them. There's a way that we, we could filter them, and I'll show you that in a second. But all of those are here. A lot of times, you, you're not going to answer every single one of these necessarily, it's going to depend on the system and the, the scope of the system. And I'll, I'll explain that as we go forward here. But let me explain this other panel here. Each one of these, the details are broken down over here in this in these folders, in, in these uh, this area, this section here, in this column. So up here on the very top, it's just going to explain exactly the context of the vulnerability ID that we're seeing. So this is coming from Windows 10 security uh, technical implementation guide, okay, Windows 10. Um, and then it's the vulnerability ID or the finding ID, um, the, the rule ID uh, for that particular, for this particular uh, finding. And then the severity, which is important that we'll talk about in a second. Severity, you have a cat one, a cat two, and a cat three. Cat one being the worst possible scenario, cat two being medium, and then cat three being a low. Um, category is what CAT stands for. And then whether the system is classified, which you could change over here on the left, which we'll look at in a second. Then you've got the details, the technical in the weeds detail of what's going on with this particular finding. For this particular finding, uh, vulnerability ID, this finding ID is a domain. It's the rule is any uh, domain joined system must be a Windows 10 Enterprise uh, Edition 64 version. Wait, is that the same as over here? No, it's not. It's okay. So that is the title of this particular rule. And the discussion is going to break down exactly what that means. What what exactly it's looking for, why is this is a problem, why it's a finding, or whatever. And then you've got how to check the status of this, because we have to actually check this on our own. There's a way to automatically check this kind of stuff, and we'll we'll touch on that on a whole different one. But if you right now our focus is on what is a STIG viewer and how do we map this particular vulnerability finding ID to a specific um, to a specific NIST 853? And here in the references is where they usually map it right here. This bottom part here will have a reference of how it's mapped. This is really important to GRC people because a lot of times we want to know, okay, we have these this set of vulnerabilities. Now, what how, how do I document this? How do I put this in my system security plan as an implementation statement 
And so a lot of the details of what we need to say in our plan of action and milestones, in our um, risk recovery plans, in our risk response, in whatever document we're doing, we need to be able to map these discussions with the actual security control. And for, in this particular case, the security control from the 853 is CM6B, uh, to be specific. Um, and then it even maps it to 653A, which is assessment. And then uh, it, it also ma maps it to the new and the old 53, 853, because there's a 853 Rev 4 and an 853 uh, Rev 5. So that is how it maps. And um, let me show you a little bit more before we stop this one. And I'm going to, this will be a series. So we're going to go deeper and deeper into this. I'll show you how to upload new stuff in here and every, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but for now, I just want you to see like how this all works. On the left panel, you can upload new files, new uh, operating systems, new major and minor applications. And then on the middle, you have a vulnerability ID and a rule ID, all the findings that are listed, um, that are listing each one. And on the far right column of the NIST, uh, of the STIG viewer, it's going to have a breakdown of all the details you need. And then the reference in the bottom right-hand corner, it maps it directly to a, uh, a actual control from 853. Now, one thing I didn't mention here is that another name for these is CCIs. A CCI is um, it, it's mapping the technical, a lot of the technical and configuration controls um, to the individual NIST 800 controls. Because the thing about vulnerability IDs and finding IDs is they're constantly changing. They're constantly evolving. But CCIDs is more of a common way to identify these things that, that will be the same across a Windows system versus a, a, a different version of a Windows system, for example. And this in this case, is CCI 000877. The organization employs strong authenticators um, in the establishment of non-local maintenance and diagnostic sessions. So you can see that this is pretty a generic. This is a generic way that this is a generic um, wording that could be used not only in a Windows system, but in a, um, a Linux system, for example, should still have a strong authenticator. Right. So these are common identifiers that will map technical controls over to the NIST 853 controls. And in the references is usually will you, will you, will, where you will find that. So let me show you a couple other things before I let you go. Um, one of the things is the MAC. This is kind of an old terminology, but it's, it's still being used. But mission assurance categories is the level of importance of the data. So you've got anywhere from publicly available data, sensitive data, up to classified data. And this is going to affect how we treat this, the severity of the, the, of the actual finding. For example, if you have a publicly available system, you, you're, you're probably going to, it's not going to be as critical for some of these for some of these vulnerabilities if it's a classified system, right? So it's just going to be the, the sensitivity of the, and for the mission assurance categories is the, 
the whether it's a, a classified, a public or a sensitive somewhere in between uh, type information that's on that system. And so you would uh, do that manually. So let me show you another thing here. Let's see if the, we check out the categories next. Um, let me see here. And I'll show you the keywords in a second, but I want to show you the actual how we can sort this by categories. Um, and kind of change some stuff around here. Um, there's a way that we can sort this by categories, but for now, okay, here we go. Here we go. So category one. Okay, so let's let's start with category one. So category one is going to be, let's just add. So what I did was I went to the filter panel and I selected this drop down under keywords and I went to category one and now I'm going to hit add and it filters all of these. See how the list got smaller? So typically what you want to do as a cybersecurity person, especially if you're actually implementing these controls or helping to assist these uh, in implementing these controls, is start with category one. Category one are things that it's things like default passwords. It's it's things like um, use use of FTP. You know, it's things like that. It's stuff that can be hacked very easily, and and it's stuff that if we don't take care of it quickly, it, it's going to cause major problems. It's just too easy to exploit. You know, so those things you want to handle first. And you can see that there's not a long list of them, but some of these are are going to be more difficult to imp to to um, some of them are easy, like it's just an easy fix, like your, you know, your default passwords, things like that are going to be an easy fix. Or um, let me see if I can find like uh, one that's kind of an easy turn on and off. Okay, here's one. Windows installer always install with elevated privileges must be disabled. You would disable this feature that allows Windows installer to be in, that it, you would make it so that it must be dis, in, enabled it must be installed um, with privileged users. A Windows installer always installs with a elevated privileges. Is it's, it must be disabled. So you would just disable. You would enable. You would disable that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it tells you exactly how to do that, where to do it, how the discussion on it, deeper dive into it. So this is like literally an on and off switch that you would fix. And and a lot of times, what will happen with some of these category one items is that. If you quote unquote fix it, it breaks something that you need on mission. And so then our job as a GRC person would be to document here's why we need this particular cat one issue. And we, the the organization is willing to take the risk. And you would document that either in a in a risk response of some type, like a risk acknowledge document or a risk acceptance or an exception or something like that, some kind of document that the organization has. But this you can see is mapped to uh, CM11. Two and then the CCI for this is uh, is here and it's information system prohibits user installation of software without explicit privilege status. Like you have to be a privileged user in order to install anything on the system. Kind of an easy fix, but sometimes could be difficult because it depends on maybe it'll break something if they have some kind of proprietary software on there or something that doesn't allow that. But you can see that this list is what like forty. 40 some odd, 26 different items here. Let's go to a cat two. You'll see how there'll be more cat twos than you had a cat ones. Cat twos are, let me see. There are no cat twos. Hold up, hold up. There are no cat twos. You gotta be kidding me. Are there cat threes? Let me see. Cat threes. Okay, something's wrong here. Um, something's wrong. 
I think maybe okay. What I did was I switched from I switched to any to to clean this up again so we can add this stuff back in. And now let's go to cat two. I think I double I was double double filtering it. So now we're gonna add cat twos, and you can see the list didn't really change that much. Rule four of 280 systems. Is that right? Hold on. Let me go back to cat one. Let's go to cat one again. Must match all. Okay, I see. The filters must match all or any. Okay, let's say I wanted to match. Let's go back here. All right, so we have to remove. The filter is kind of weird here. The filter is kind of strange. Here, let's just delete. Let's just remove these filters. Remove these filters. Man, they got this this all messed up, man. Remove filter, remove filter. There we go. Okay, so what I did was remove filter. You can add remove filters. Okay, um, let's see. Let's go to. Let's go back to add this filter. Where's our twenty six? Remove all filters. There's our 26. Now I'm going to remove all filters. And now we're going to go to cat two, add filter. Pretty much everything. Is that right? Hold up. That can't be right. Let's add three, category three. Yeah, I guess that's right. So most 90% of the actual 90% of these controls are cat twos. And I mean, that's typical. Like usually it's like a bell curve where your your most important critical findings are cat ones. And then on the low end, you've got a few lows. But all, most of the most of the ones that we really need to take care of, I mean, the most of the the volume of vulnerability IDs are going to be your cat two cat twos a lot of times. That's just this is how it is. There's only 18 of these and then there's 26 cat ones. But that's I just wanted to give you guys an introduction to this. And then the next one what we'll do is we'll add other items in here. And then we'll start to talk about and the next one we'll talk about like how we can fix it. How like what do we do as GRC people, as cybersecurity people dealing with this? What do we do to actually fix this? How do we walk through that? So that's kind of the, the what we're going to do on this one. All right. For this one, that's it, guys. I will talk to you on the next one.